0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 190, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Welcome to another Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily. Fridays are usually where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. But today's gonna be different. I was a guest on KGO Radio AM 810 with Brian Copeland for his Motivation Monday segment again, and I thought I'd share that with you here. I did this last time. Actually, in the last episode of 2016. That was episode 120. If you search for that episode, you can listen to my last interview there. This one, however, I cover a different topic. I wanna thank Brian Copeland and his producer, Carolyn, for allowing us to share this recording with you all. It's always a blast being on Brian's show, and I thank him very much for being such a good friend of the show. I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, here's the interview as we optimize your life.
1: Show here on KGO here with you today till four o'clock. 808-0810 is our telephone number. Email, go to kgoradio.com. You can also email me through Brian com. You can also send me a tweet by going to twitter.com slash B-R-I-A-N-C-O-P-I-E or post on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash B R I A N C O P I E. It is Motivation Monday. What we do every Monday at this time is we talk with an expert in the field of personal development. Somebody who gives us some practical tips for living a better life, a healthier life, achieving goals, getting to where it is that you really want to be in life. And I'm pleased to have back on the program one of my favorite guests. Uh, He is the host of the Optimal Health Daily podcast, one of the most popular podcasts uh, in the country. matter of fact, it's one of four podcasts, uh, Optimal Finance Daily, Optimal Startup Daily, and Optimal Living Daily daily i listen to all four of them it's great they uh, in seven or eight minutes a day they read blog posts because uh, you know who's got time to read them all so you listen to the car you listen to the gym it's great stuff uh so with me here on the kgo live line is dr neil malik welcome back to the show Thank you so much for having me, Brian. Much appreciated. All right. So last time you talked with us was uh, was before the New Year. So today we're going to talk about uh, how to renew your New Year's resolutions. So you know, I was trying to think of mine. Although I said goals, are not really resolutions, and I remember some of them. <laughs> I mean, what what happens? <laughs>
0: That's you are uh, you are not unique in that sense. We often do this where we set these goals or resolutions for ourselves and then come even after the first month by January the end of January we're back to our old behaviors nothing mm-hmm. has changed and so what ends up happening is sometimes we just rely on our willpower too much or maybe we didn't make the goals concrete enough there
1: could be a number of things going on we get too busy stress you name it mm-hmm. all right, well, let's, let's talk about the difference first of all between goals And and resolutions, because most most of the reading that I've done says that resolutions just flat out don't work. So talk about the difference and talk about why it is that resolutions, for the most part, don't work. One of the reasons is because the resolution is, in fact,
0: not always set to be a goal. And so I'm glad you brought this up. A resolution sometimes is just I'm going to lose weight this year. Yeah, that's if you think about it, that's so vague. Because that's a result. Losing weight is a result of a set of behaviors, which would be maybe reducing your calorie intake or exercising more, for example. So when we set goals, and in fact, when we write them down and we make them really concrete, now we're talking. When you set a goal, it's going to be more measurable. It's going to be focused on a behavior. Like, I will eat three servings of vegetables this next week. I will work out for 30 minutes most days of the week. That's a goal, those reflect behaviors which will help you reach your ultimate resolution.
1: And of course, writing them down makes them concrete.
0: Yeah, what we're we're actually finding through a lot of good data is that when human beings write something down like a goal, it forms connections in the brain. It's different than when we type something on a keyboard, believe it or not, or when we speak into our phone to take notes, Mm -hmm. That same connection doesn't happen. But when we write things down, somehow a connection is made and people are more likely to reach their resolutions by simply doing that.
1: Uh, you know, it's interesting when you talk about how, how, you, as I said, you run out of gas, you know, in, in, in terms yeah. of you have all these grandiose plans on December 30th, December 31st. I'm, I'm going to bake a pie from scratch. I'm going to lose 40 pounds I'm going to the gym. And then, you know, by, by February 1st, they're done with. And, and to me, yeah. the, the, the biggest example of that, the biggest indicator of how this, how this this happens is just go to your gym the first two mm-hmm. weeks of January. You can't park there's nowhere to park you can't get to a machine you can't get to you know can't get to weights because it's packed come back in three weeks or there's, there's tumbleweeds blowing through the place you know absolutely because they people just completely you know what is it do you do you lose uh, do you try to do too much too fast I mean is that it you burn yourself out or 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 what is it is it that you plan uh, your 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 goal or your resolution is 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 much greater than, than what it is realistic that you could accomplish? I would say, honestly,
0: it's it's kind of all of those things. Like if we think about exercise, for example, yes, I hate going to the gym the first two weeks of January because it is packed. It is so crowded. And I'm I'm happy people are there. But we know, like you said, in a couple of weeks, it's half of the people are going to be left. And then after January, it's going to be empty again, as you mentioned. Now, what happens is people sometimes go too fast and they will feel really sore the next day, especially with exercise. And then they won't want to come back it's, 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 I'm not doing that again. That made me feel awful. Um, sometimes, and even with dieting, I'm going to restrict myself from all of these foods. And then within two weeks you miss those foods. And so you go right back. And then you say, well, I failed or I'm no good at this. See, I couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't do it. And so it could be any number of those things. I see all of those all the time. And I think that's where I'm going to talk about something a little later when I talk about making, maybe making the goal a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, with a goal, you well, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. But generally, with a goal, you yep. want to to aim high, but it needs to be well. You talk about smart goals, which is specific, measurable, achievable, uh, relatable, and time bound. And the achievable part, I think, is maybe where where, where people uh, where they fall down. You know, they, they they pick a goal that is not really uh, achievable in the, the the time frame that they've set up.
0: Absolutely, and you know, in fact, when, when We all remember that movie 300 or The Man of Steel. And you see these shirtless guys who have these fantastic bodies. I would get so many young males coming up to me saying, make me look like that. (laughs) And that is often unrealistic, especially in the short term. Um, Unless you have eight hours to dedicate to working out and really watching your diet, it may take you a while to get there. I don't want to discourage you. You may possibly get there, Mm -hmm. but it just may not be realistic, especially in the short term.
1: So, Dr. Neil, you've got five tips for us on how to get back on track. Let's start with number one.
0: You got it. Uh, so the first one is recognize that it's not really all about your willpower. So what I mean by that is, even me, our willpower goes up and down all day, every day, and for many different reasons. So you may be really good at one thing. You may be really good at, let's say, balancing your budget and resisting impulse buys but maybe not so great with planning your meals mm-hmm. or eating nutritiously all the time. So please know, this is very, very normal. We all do this, but this means we can't rely on our willpower to make good decisions all the time. And again, that's okay, but there is a cure for this.
1: And planning. what is it? Planning. It's planning. just planning. Planning. Okay, but doesn't it take willpower to, to stick to the plans? Like, for example, let's let's take the most common resolution, the most common goal. It's weight loss. And you'll see a lot of these plans where they say, plan all of your meals in advance for the week. And it's the same thing. You you might plan and, and stick with your breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks that are written down on Monday and Tuesday. And by the end of the week, you want pizza. So isn't there a certain amount of willpower that that uh, that is involved in terms of, of following through on the plan once you've got it?
0: There is definitely a little bit of willpower there for sure. But what I really like about what you said, Brian, is that some people hear the term plan and then they think they have to go above and beyond and plan all of the week's menus. They have to plan breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the entire week. My argument would be just plan one snack for tomorrow. That's it. Or just maybe even if you're up for it, one meal for tomorrow, maybe dinner or lunch. That's it. What we often find is if you can do that one small thing, your motivation actually tends to increase. Mm -hmm. You'll feel really good about doing that one thing. And you'll say, that wasn't so bad. I'll try that again. And so it gets this momentum going. That first little step can mean the difference between you starting on your path towards your goal or not at all.
1: All right, let's look at number two.
0: So number two is think about, what your barriers are, what's stopping you, what did stop you from reaching your goal if, you, if you're if you not there yet. And one of the keys to that, something all your listeners can do right now, especially if they're on their way home, is to look at your home environment. Look at where you spend a lot of your time. And the, what's likely is, let's say you're trying to cut back on your calories. Mm-hmm. What we often find is In the homes of those individuals, we'll see a bowl of candy right on the countertop. We'll open their fridge or their pantry and we'll see foods that they tell us, I don't want to consume those foods as often. I want to stay away from those foods. But yet it's the first things that they see when they open their pantry, when they walk by their countertop. And so if we can restructure our environment, I'm not saying dump those foods. Mm -hmm. I would just say maybe replace that, swap them out, put a fresh bowl of fruit, non-perishable fruit, of course, on the countertop, <laughs> and move that candy into the pantry and maybe put it on a low shelf or a high shelf, somewhere where you don't see it right away. So it's that um, out of mind, out of sight, out of sight, out of mind, excuse me, yeah. idea. that That's what's really at play. And what we're finding is it's really effective.
1: Well, because what you're doing is is you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're, you're self-sabotaging. If you're, there are things, I, I cannot bring Cheez-Its into the house, for example. You know, that's, mm-hmm. my, that's like kryptonite to me. I lose my powers. I cannot have a box of <laughs> Cheez-Its, it, I, you know, I, and they're always on sale, too, for half off. And I cannot bring Absolutely. that home because I know if I have it in the house, I'm going to eat it. So so Absolutely. you so you can set yourself up for success or set yourself up for, for failure based upon what you expose yourself to. Is that another way of putting this?
0: Definitely. And and let's say, Brian, you really, you know, there are days when you really want those Cheez-Its and you don't want to feel like you're depriving yourself. Something you can do is buy the Cheez-Its, and then just make sure that they're on a top shelf or maybe a bottom shelf or behind something in, in the pantry so that it's not the first thing you see. You kind of have to work for it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And chances are just by doing that, you won't be as, as likely to, to grab those as a snack.
1: Right, so bottom line is you're, you're, you're betting that you're going to be too lazy. <laughs> too, Pretty much. You're going to be too <laughs> lazy to actually get your snack. <laughs> yeah. And and in
0: fact, this this happens to us as human beings we all are like this i am the same way if it takes a little bit of extra time or effort chances are we'll ah forget it all
1: right let's talk about tip number three was the size of the resolution yeah
0: it, some for some folks and we kind of touched on this before the break was maybe the res- resolution or the goal was just too big meaning you let say want to lose 35 pounds this year okay that's a great goal to have but again that's a result of some behaviors So maybe we need to just break that down into smaller sub goals. So maybe the goal should be, you're going to lose three pounds this month, and you're going to do that by working out 10 minutes a day, something like that. So you're breaking it up into something that's a little bit more manageable, not as intimidating. Because if you say, I'm going to lose three pounds this month, that seems a lot more reasonable And then the next month, if you set that same goal, by the end of the year, you would have reached your goal if not surpassed it.
1: All right, tip number four.
0: Number four, and I think this is probably one of the most valuable ones, one of the most valuable tips I can recommend to people. Tie your new habit into an old one. And I actually borrowed this from Dr. B.J. Fogg over at Stanford University. When I say tie an old habit excuse me, Tying a new habit into an old one. Here's, here's an example. So let's say somebody's goal is to develop those six-pack abs, something that everybody wants, right? Yeah. And let's say your morning routine is you get up, you get out of bed, and you go to the sink to wash your face. What I mean by tying a new behavior into an old one is you get up in the morning. As soon as your feet hit the floor, you do three sit-ups. Then go wash your face. So your normal routine is you get up, get out of bed, go to the sink, wash your face. But notice we just inserted three sit-ups. Everybody can do three sit-ups and we can do it really quickly. That's it. You're done. Go wash your face. Once you've done those three sit-ups.
1: And so it becomes habit and it becomes part of the, it becomes a habit because it's a part of the habit that you're already engaged in. Yes. Huh. i us to try that. That's fascinating. Okay. And, uh, and tip number five for how to uh, renew your new year's resolutions and goals. This one, I say, take yourself
0: seriously, but not too seriously. And what I mean by that is you are important. Your health goals are important, of course. So do take them seriously. Don't just brush them off, but -hmm. at the same time, don't let those little setbacks completely stop you. You're gonna make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. I've tried to set goals for myself and I'll have a little lapse or maybe even a relapse, and that's okay. The best we can do is learn from them.
1: So don't don't obsess week, and don't go, assess and don't yeah. beat yourself up. You got it. Cause that's going to create that
0: downward spiral where you say, Oh, what's the point? Why did I bother? Trust me. It's okay. If you're moving in the right direction, you're still on track. And that's, that's Perfect.
1: All right, Doctor Neil Malik. Again, uh, the podcast is Optimal Health Daily, one of the most popular uh, self improvement uh, podcasts in the country. Uh, make sure you check it out. It's on iTunes. Uh, he reads from from health blogs five days a week. Fridays answers your questions. Uh, also, the, check out the sister podcast, Optimal Finance Daily, Optimal Startup Daily, and Optimal Living Daily. And you can also visit their website for more motivational tips by going to OLD for Optimal Living Daily, OLDpodcast.com. Dr. Neil Malek, always a pleasure. Come back and see us again.
0: Happy to. Thank you so much, Brian. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
0: I can't wait to be on again. It's always a blast. You can listen to Brian on KGO Radio and also in your podcast app. Just search for Brian Copeland and it'll pop up. You can also find him online at briancopeland.com and you can listen live if you're nowhere near the West Coast on kgoradio.com. Next week, I'll be back to answer your questions right here on the show. So we'll be back to our regular format. If you wanna send us a question, basically it's like getting a consultation for free from me, it's really easy to do. Just come by oldpodcast.com and look for the red bar along the side of the page that says, ask a health question. If you click on that, you can record a message straight from your computer's microphone or from a phone if you use the app. You can do multiple takes and once you're happy with it, you can submit it to us. It's really easy. Or you can always call in. The number is 61 love ohd So either that or visit oldpodcast.com send in your question, and you'll be in special raffles to win books from us. That's 190 episodes of Optimal Health Daily in the books. Can't believe it. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing to the show. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you on Monday, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother.